I am Johnny Massacre and welcome to the Johnny Massacre show. This is the Friday Night Massacre. On tonight's show, Mike Tyson has been caught on camera repeatedly punching a man in the face on a plane, bruv. In other news, Elon Musky, Rusty, Dusty, Lusty, Krusty, Musky, Musk is making a new improved offer to buy the whole of Twitter and we're about to find out whether or not he's going to be successful in his bid. Who is fucking with me? Give me a hell yeah! Or a hell no for the passenger that Iron Mike smashed, bruv. And the, the crazy thing about this is, apparently the internet is siding with Mike Tyson. When you see this news, Mike Tyson punches guy on a plane, you thought, oh no, he's relapsed to his old ways that got him into all that trouble. The kind of nice guy image he's built up, maybe it's been shattered and he's reverted to his crazy, wild, thuggish ways. But no, no, if you see the video, and you see what the passenger was doing to him, you'll probably be in agreement with most of the internets right now that Iron Mike should have fucking smashed this guy. I actually thought he should have smashed him harder because this is the most annoying wanker in the fucking universe. So <laughs> MSN.com say internet sides with Mike Tyson for allegedly punching plane passenger. Celebrities have come out in support of Mike Tyson after he was reportedly filmed punching a man in the face on a plane. A video which seemingly shows the former heavyweight boxer repeatedly punching the passenger went viral on Thursday, but the reaction to the incident seems to overwhelmingly support Tyson. That's because the extended version of the video, obtained by TMZ, shows the passenger provoking Tyson from the seat behind him. So let's let's have a look at this video. This is why Tyson did a fucking Absolute madness, bruv. And punch the passenger in the face on a plane. Imagine the this is shocking footage. This is big news, mate. Mike Tyson, one of the world's biggest celebrities, losing his cool and beating this guy up. Check this out. This is George talking to Mike Tyson, bro. This shit crazy, bro. Mike Tyson. <laughs> Dog done got lit, man. He over here rapping with Tyson. Mike Tyson trying to give us some shrooms. <laughs> you don't know how to act. Tyson looking out, man. This shit crazy as He should have never gave you his money. What a cunt. Get him, Mike. Get him. Hey, Mike. Mike, come on. Let's go stop back. Let's lose the horse, man. Jet blue, net flight. My boy just got beat up by Mike Tyson. Turn that way. Yeah, he got f***ed up. Just trying to ask for an autograph, man. I don't know what happened. Trying to ask for an autograph and don't know what happened. No, you were not asking for an autograph. You were freestyle rapping your garbage, wanky, freestyle, mumble rap bullshit in Iron Mike's ear repeatedly while your wanky mate in the other aisle who uses cringe vocabulary like lit, oh it's, it's so lit, he's rapping the Mike Tyson. That's not fucking rapping mate, that's chatting a bunch of shit you can't. Your mate is also kind of talking shit in the direction of Mike Tyson. Imagine money around business, some guy's like slurring in your ear when he's drunk as fuck being an asshole and the other, his other mate is giggling while you're sitting there. That's bullying basically. So that guy got exactly what he deserved. And what a dumbass, right? Because that guy obviously put the footage on the internet, all of it, for some money. And so he tries to absolve his mate from blame and just said, oh, he's just asking for an autograph and then releases the evidence showing that he wasn't doing that. So obviously, 
the, what they what they should have done is they should have they shouldn't have released any of that footage, and then they should have tried to sue Tyson in a skanky kind of way. Well, actually, they shouldn't have done that because that's morally egregious because they basically started it, in my opinion, and he deserved it, in my opinion, what he got. But the more cynically minded of you out there might have thought that if they hadn't released that footage for a quick buck, they could have made more money by suing him. But then again, I think there was another video. Um, so even if they withheld it, there would be some video footage of Mike Tyson assaulting the, or punching that guy. And perhaps there's other footage out there where it's, it's clear that these guys were antagonizing him anyways, uh, in which case that would make logical sense why they released this video, which would presumably prevent them from suing Mike Tyson because it's retaliation. Any lawyers out there watching the Johnny Massacre show who can let us know if Mike Tyson is justified uh, in, the, in the eyes of the law by punching that guy who was repeatedly talking in his ear? I think it's totally justified. It's just a feeling, man. Don't you feel the same way? Don't you feel that that guy was being an absolute fucking cunt? He wouldn't leave Mike Tyson alone. He's basically just just bullying him, talking shit in his ear, belittling him, ridiculing him. Him and his mate, his mate giggling over the other side. If you were Mike Tyson, you heard giggling, you wouldn't hear what it's about. Someone else is giggling at you and you're a high profile celebrity. They're kind of exploiting the fact that if you react, in my opinion, then you're going to be all over the news and so that encourages them to bully him because it means they get some power over him what a drunk annoying fucking wanker and i love the way after he got smashed up there was no more freestyle rapping anymore mike tyson ended that wanker's career so that's some fucking mental footage and i do wonder what's going to come out of this because i mean there's surely got to be a case that mike tyson went too far because the guy didn't use physical violence so when you can defend yourself with physical violence if someone else is threatening you, but I'm sure you can do it also if there's harassment. It's much easier to claim harassment if someone's physically, um, if there's some kind of physical element to it, like someone's touching you or, or stopping you from going, going somewhere, moving you around. But I do wonder if harassment, um, the, t the harassment includes what that guy was doing. And I, I would say in any sane world, that, that does count as harassment. And this is fucking mental, right? Because... Mike Tyson back in the day, he was literally the last person you'd want to fight with. There was no man on earth that you'd, you'd less want to fight with than Mike Tyson, right? Even some wrestler, even some eight foot guy. Mike Tyson was the scariest motherfucker of all. And it crossed our minds growing up in the 80s and 90s. Mike Tyson getting into an altercation with a random guy on the street and how much of a nightmare that would be for them. And isn't it crazy to see someone actually inviting that person to attack them the last person on earth you want to be attacked by you actually try to antagonize them into a fight even if i was fucking i mean he was wasted but even if i was wasted oh man how can you get that wasted that you're going to start a fight with mike tyson so it's mad to see the baddest man on the planet actually kind of make that that thought that many of us have had growing up in the 90s come true like what would happen if a random person got into a fight with mike tyson there you fucking go he'll fuck you up mate he'll fuck you up that guy was lucky he was in a seat and mike tyson couldn't get the leverage to punch him because you see mike tyson was curled up um like flush with the fuselage of the plane so he couldn't he couldn't proper wind up so to, to get a really good punch you need the space to twist your your body your back and your well your feet as well see mike tyson was twisting over he needs a good stance you twist in the legs and it goes through the body, the back, and then 
out out the hand, out the arm, and then the fist will connect. But Mike Tyson, he didn't have, he couldn't get his feet right. His back was kind of impeded. So that guy got off. He got off. He got off, mate. If Mike Tyson, he was in the street one-on-one with that guy, we'll fucking nail him. And isn't it the time now for a Mike Tyson fight? Let's fucking see him go. One more fucking fight. Everyone knows he's still shit hot at fighting at his age. I think he's 54. And this is his last chance, really. Mate, this sells. One of the, the most acclaimed Rocky sequels was when he came back as an older guy and took out a younger guy. Let's see it, mate. Let's see my... People are going to hate me for this and say he's too old and it's dangerous. Come on, Mike. Let's go out. Let's have one match against the fucking pro. <laughs> I reckon he could take him. I reckon he could take him. So quite simply, I love Mike Tyson because he's a sick boxer and he, he, he did some bad things. But everyone deserves a chance at redemption. If we don't, then society would cease to function and we'd all be fucked and everyone would just abuse us for our inevitable transgressions even though mike tyson's transgressions were much worse than most but mike tyson is shows you exactly why we need redemption because given a chance to change even after blowing all our money and he sexually assaulted someone which is which is fucking awful he turned it around he turned it around he's not an addict anymore doesn't abuse drugs he doesn't abuse alcohol you can see it if he did he wouldn't be able to maintain the empire and demeanor he he has he obviously went through Alcoholics Anonymous. He has the demeanor of someone who's gone through that program. I know various people who have. And it's just good to see that given the chance, even if we've committed a horrible crime, there can be redemption. And this is why we love Star Wars, bruv. Got to get Star Wars reference in there somewhere. Because even the worst guy, Darth Vader, can turn around and, and make a difference, make a net positive. So <clears throat> Mike Tyson, living legend. And I would love to see him fight just one more time. One more time, Mike. One more time. Maybe that's put the fire back in his belly. He's still got it. He's still got it. If he's going to react like that, he's still got the flame. Come on, Mike. Put that flame where it belongs, into the fucking ring for our entertainment. I'm Jordy Masker, and if you're just joining us, we're discussing Mike Tyson punching Mandem on the plane, bruv. But if you've been watching from the beginning, stop your grinning and drop your linen. Donate some cash, and let's keep winning. Streamlabs.com forward slash Jordy Masker. The more you donate, the more of me you're going to get. Click the donation link in the description box below. Please give generously. Keep the channel running. Fund the massacre. We've made $370 with only seven days to go. We've got seven days to go to make $630. Keep the channel running. And thank you so much, as always. So another other news for today... The whole Musk buying Twitter debacle is coming to an end. So if Musk fails with this bid, it's likely going to be the end of it because Musk is now offering way above share value in an attempt to kind of force the deal through. So the story, according to silicon.co.uk, is Musk secures $46.5 billion funding for Twitter takeover. He put up 33.5 billion of his own money. Now you've already heard about this bid. So this was the initial news that Musk made an offer for Twitter. It's the 33.5 billion. That is still on the table, bruv. But now, 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 he continues to progress his hostile takeover bid for Twitter after he secured funding for his best and final, in quotes, cash offer of 43 billion for the platform. Musk revealed he had secured the funding in a filing on Thursday with the US financial watchdog, the Securities and Exchange Commission. In this filing, Musk basically said he's dropping loads of fucking cash. Um, 33.5 billion made up of 21 billion of his own money plus a further 12.5 billion via a loan secured against his shares in Tesla. Tesla smashing it. Having a loan secured against Tesla will make the bank feel very safe because if one company is going to make loads of cash, it's going to be fucking Tesla, bruv. 
So he got another 13 billion and he's fucking going for it. Now, there was a poison pill by the board. Nobody knows what this means, but everyone's talking about this poison pill. So Musk went to buy the company and then the board did the poison pill. And basically what poison pill is, it's where shares are offered at a lower price so shareholders can buy more shares and prevent a hostile takeover. So that's what they did to old Muskie. And the board basically organized this as far as I can see. And the board own less than 5% of the whole of Twitter. So this is a small group of people who aren't invested in it, who are fucking around with someone else's investment purely because, in my opinion, Twitter is a useful political ideological platform because it can ban people like Trump. And you know the powers that be that wanted Donald Trump gone, like the intelligence agencies and the kind of leftist hydra, they fucking love Twitter. So I think there's loads of people with a vested interest that want to see Twitter away from people who, I don't know, might turn it into a platform with free speech on it, that dangerous, super dangerous free speech that we apparently should just stop and give the reins on what is free speech and what is not to some insane motherfuckers who believe people can change their XY chromosomes into XX chromosomes. So they're trying to stop Musk from getting Twitter with the poison pill. But apparently Musk has to have over 15% of shares for the poison pill to go into effect. And he, he doesn't, he has around 10%. So now he's coming with the tender offer. Now what is a tender offer? A tender offer is offering way above share value, market value for the shares in order to force through the deal. And I love Musk's intentions. My best friends pointed this out to me that Musk is so clear with everything he wants to do. For example, when he made the bid for Twitter, he says, I made a bid, put a link and you can read it. He's so transparent. That's the kind of person I want to see running Twitter. Then you saw the response from Sagrad Agrawal, the CEO who succeeded Jack Dorsey. And it was so fucking vague. It was about seven paragraphs with weasel words and just confusing language and lots of ambiguous words. And I read a book by George Orwell called Why I Write. And in that, the last chapter is amazing. He explains how you can tell shitty writing and dodgy political writing where people are trying to hide shit and lie to you. And he says the wordier it is, the more someone's trying to hide something. And he gave a bunch of words and definitions that when you see them, you often know people have nefarious, dishonest, ulterior motives. And applying what the master of authoritarianism George Orwell um, said there to the the PR tweets of the Twitter board um, in contrast to Musk's open honest tweet really just shows you why I think Musk needs to take over Twitter we've got to get rid of these nefarious lying obfuscating hiding shit people and replace it with someone who just wants to make a, a net positive I know there's loads of people out there say Musk's a wanker, it's all a conspiracy and he's really bad. And But I think Musk's good, mate. Musk's got more cash than he'll ever need. And I think he's looking to find meaning somewhere else like all billionaires do. Roman Abramovich, he bought a fucking football club. Other people, I don't know, they do all kinds of nefarious shit. But Musk, like when did you ever feel that Musk wants to control you? I didn't feel that, but I feel that from the current owners of Twitter. So I think this takeover can't come soon enough. And the point is we're about to find out if Musk fails with this, I think it's probably going to be over. And when he announced the tender offer, Musk tweeted, love me tender. So obviously anyone who knows something about economics knows he's going to make a tender offer. But he did it in a funny way um, using a kind of idiom, love me tender. And people will kind of wonder what it is. It's like a little Easter egg and then they find out what it is. But again, very simple, making his intentions clear. Isn't that fun? The drama and tension, the world's richest man adds to the proceeding. In, instead of like keeping his cars completely close to his chest, he can't help but 
just crack a little joke love me tender on twitter he's obviously got his ducks in a row and that's not going to affect ultimately what happens but still you're kind of letting your enemies know a little bit about what's going on potentially so musk short and sweet transparent and does it with a bit of panache which i really really like so there you go that's pretty much it for friday's johnny massacre show if you did like the show please consider donating streamlabs.com forward slash johnny massacre in the description box below without your donations i can't keep doing these videos so they're much appreciated every time the donation comes in i feel like a million dollars and i very much appreciate it isn't that amazing um like a 50 dollars donation feels like a million dollars to me i really appreciate it and um yeah that's about it so I did a cheeky live stream today where we just kind of randomly chatted about everything. We actually talked a little bit about the subject matter on today's show. But here I am again talking about the same stuff and also played a lot of music, including a new song I made on today's cheeky live stream. So check that out there. Cheeky live streams are always good fun. They're every Sunday, every Wednesday and every Friday. So I should probably tell you when these are. What people use PST usually? Let's see, Japan to... PST converter. I'm going to tell you when the cheeky live streams are so you can try to catch them. Okay, so the cheeky live streams are on Sunday 10 p.m. Um, on Sunday. 2 p.m. PST, Pacific Standard Time. 2 p.m. Sunday is one cheeky live stream. The next one is 2 p.m. on Wednesday. So 2 p.m. Sunday, 2 p.m. Wednesday. And 3 a.m. on Friday. So that one on Friday is for people in other parts of the world who might not catch those other two streams. So there you have it catch me at 2 p.m. on Sunday and Wednesday Pacific Standard Time and 3 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Friday. So thank you very much. appreciate you as usual. And I have been joining Massacre. I'll tell you what, mate. You better be back for the next episode. Otherwise, I'll be coming around your house. Please, make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell because, well, that is what all those other cunts tell you to do. Layers.